Grace and peace to you this morning. It is good to be here and worship with you. I invite you as we gather to take a few deep breaths just to bring yourself into this place and this space. Let us now prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God. Please rise in body or spirit for the call to worship. Rejoice! God's love is poured out for you. With joy we thank God for the blessings in our lives. This is a time of celebration. This is a time to offer our praise to God. Come, friends, come and worship the God of love and hope. may be seated. Welcome to worship at Westminster. We're glad to see you here, whether you're a longtime member or you're here for the first time. A special welcome to any visitors we have in our midst. During the service, I hope you take the chance to find the friendship register. If you're in the front row, it's beneath you. Otherwise, it's at one end. Sign it and pass it down and then pass it back so that Others uh, might know who you are, and you might know who you're worshiping with, and we might have record that you are here, especially if you'd like to have a call from the church, if you're interested in joining or would like to uh, meet with one of us. And now, please join me in the community prayer printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Loving God, you reach out to us in our distress and lift us up. You give us new life, and we are grateful. Forgive us for the times when we shrink away from your light and your love. Forgive us for the times when our attitudes and actions reflect anger and hostility rather than compassion and hope. Heal our wounded spirits and restore your joy and freedom 
in our lives. Give us courage to be your disciples and fill us with your praise. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. In Christ, we are a new creation. So know that we have been set free and be at peace. Amen. This time, I invite the children forward, as well as Allah and Jesse and their whole family forward for the sacrament of baptism. Yay! Hello, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Hello, hello. So, I want to introduce you guys to Laura, Mila, and Nikolai. They are going to get baptized this morning. Come on, come on up, come on up. They're going to baptize this morning, which means we're going to welcome them. You're welcome to come up. Just sit right here. That way, for the baptism, you get a front row seat. You can see what's happening. We're going to welcome them into this church and welcome them into God's family. And you actually, in a moment, are going to have a special part, all right? So hang tight. We're going to watch what happens over here. And then I'm going to come back for your special part in just a moment. All right. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> all right. Y'all can, y'all can stand up and go right over there. All right, how's that? Good. In baptism, we don't do so much as we acknowledge what God has done and what God is doing. We promise to come alongside God in this moment and the baptized in that work. The Apostle Paul writes, as many of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves in Christ. There's no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male or female. All of you. All of you, all of you are one. Paul also says, and we read this just last week, do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we've been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. So, Jesse and Alla, as parents of these children, a few questions for you. Do you profess your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you renounce evil, affirming your reliance on God's grace? Do you declare your intention to participate actively and responsibly in the worship and mission of the church? And do you you declare your intention to provide for the Christian nurture of Laura, Mila, and Nikolai? If so, please say we do. Sharon? (laughs) Please join me in the congregational covenant printed in your bulletin. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome Laura, Mila, and Nikolai into Christ Church. We promise to love encourage and support them and their family. We promise to share the good news of the gospel with them and to help them study, know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. All right, you guys, it's your turn, all right? We make promises to these kids as well. So just repeat after me, okay? Laura, Mila, and Nikolai. Laura, Mila, and Nikolai. Good. Are our new siblings, are our new siblings in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ. We promise to help them, promise to to know God's love, and grow up to be caring and helpful, and grow up to be caring and helpful. All right, and we invite all of you to sing together.
Let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon this water, that this might be the same water from which creation was born. This might be the same water that runs in the Jordan, the same water that baptized Jesus, the same water that has touched the head of every disciple. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, let's go oldest to youngest. How about that? All right, Laura. What is the um, Christian name of your child? This is Laura Christina Helton. Laura Christina Helton. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit that is the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. over here. And what is full Christian name of this child? This is Mila Regina Helton. Mila Regina Helton. I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. That is to say, in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. Amen. All right, this guy's going to take two of us. All right. <laughs> and what is his full Christian name? Nikolai Eugene Helton. I baptize you in the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. That is the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer. It's yours. You can play with it, buddy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Do you two mind coming for a little walk with us? We want to introduce you to everyone. So let's start here. So this is Nikolai. We wanted you to say hi up close. He's your new brother in Christ. Yes, indeed. And Laura and Mila. Oh, don't get too comfortable. We're going to keep going here. (laughs) All right. See, we got to we got to meet some folks here. So say hi to Joan. This is Nikolai and Laura and Mila. Yeah, let's keep going over here. Look, we can say hi to Jim over here. This is Nikolai, your new brother in Christ. And Laura and Mila, your sisters in Christ. All right, who else can we meet? How about Fred and Charlotte over here? This is Laura and Mila. And this is Nikolai. So look around, you guys. All of these folks, did you hear the promises they made? Promises to love you and care for you and teach you about God's love. That's a pretty neat thing. Yes, it is. Well, Nikolai, I could hold on to you all day, but I'm going to return you to your parents. All right. Please join in the oldest baptismal creed we have. The Apostles' Creed is found on page 35 of your hymnals. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We have a couple of things for you. First of all, we have baptismal candles. And what we invite you to do is on the anniversary of your baptism every year, perhaps light them in remembrance of this day. And also certificates, one for each of you. Let us pray. 
Loving God, we give you thanks for Laura, Mila, and Nikolai, and the commitments their family and this church congregation have made this morning. Bless them, we pray, that they may have strength for life's journey, courage in time of suffering, joy of faith, the freedom of love, and the hope of new life through Jesus Christ who makes us one. Amen. 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 You may be seated, and you all can follow Cindy out to Sunday school. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. Today, our sharing and our joys and concerns will be expressed through a bidding prayer. So you'll be invited to offer any prayer concerns or joys you have aloud after a series of prompts. So if you want to be heard by the community, make sure you speak up. Let us pray. Gracious God, we bring our whole selves to you, fearing not judgment, only trusting in your love. We share with you all that's in our heart, and we share with this beloved community these things, these joys, these concerns, these questions, because we trust you, and we trust one another, and we hold these relationships dear. So hear us now as we pray. First, for those who are sick or who are hurting, For those facing significant transitions in their lives. For our leaders in realms both large and small. for the forgotten ones or the overlooked ones right in our midst. For the places that are in need of your peace, for your life-sustaining creation. Gracious God, even those concerns that weigh heavy on our hearts, we ground them in gratitude for what you have given us, for who you have given us. So hear us now as we give voice to all of our celebrations and our thanksgivings, the things for which we are grateful for in this life. 
on this day, O God, and we move from the font of blessing to the table of grace. We pray these things in the name of the one who led us from one to the other, Jesus Christ, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The first scripture reading 
is taken from Psalm 116, verses 1 through 7 and 12 through 14. I love the Lord because God has heard my voice and my supplications, because the Lord inclined an ear to me. Therefore, I will call on God as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our Lord is merciful. The Lord protects the simple. When I was brought low, God saved me. O my soul, return to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. What shall I return to the Lord for all God's bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be, Thanks be to God. Our second reading comes from Paul's letter to the Galatians. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. This too is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. So it is the July 4th weekend, and for the last few days, I've had patriotic songs running through my head, and as I've been humming these to myself, I have noticed a strong theme of freedom that runs throughout many of these songs. And I can't say that's really a surprise, for freedom was one of the ideals upon, this, upon which this country was founded. So I wanted to give you just a few examples of the songs I've been singing, at least. Of course, you have to have the Star-Spangled Banner, right? And the last couple lines that go like this... Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Land of the free gets that high note at the end. And of course, there's, you're a grand old flag. You're a high-flying flag and forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love the home of the free and the brave. And then America the Beautiful, I don't know if you realize this, but it has a lot of verses. And one verse in particular caught my attention. It, it ends like this. America, America, God shed God's grace on thee till selfish gain no longer stain the banner of the free. And then the last one is, my country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. And then if you skip to the end, from every mountainside let freedom ring. Singing these songs, there is no doubt that freedom is important here in our country. Or look at the Bill of Rights, right? The very first amendment to our Constitution listed all the freedoms that our founders thought to be important. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, freedom to petition the government to right wrongs. I paid attention in civics class. <laughs> all of these freedoms so important to our country. But I look at that and, and I sing these songs and then I think about living here in 2017 and reading the news or hearing the news, looking at social media. And I must admit, I have to take just a little bit of a pause 
before I start boldly singing about living in the land of the free. Now, certainly, we here in the United States know many freedoms that aren't necessarily the case in some other countries around the world. But I also find that even in this country, freedom can be very dependent on your skin color, your income level, your education, your religious beliefs. I think if you were to ask around on people's opinions of freedom that they enjoy here in this country, you might get quite a wide variety of opinion depending on who you talk to. So I've been doing some thinking about freedom, and I've been humming my patriotic songs, and then I read this letter to the Galatians. And Paul says, for freedom, Christ has set you free. Now, you actually hear a version of that almost every Sunday in worship as part of the assurance that Rob and I share after our community prayer. We usually say something that goes like this. Friends, in Christ you have been forgiven. In Christ you have been set free. Thanks be to God. I hope that sounds at least a little familiar. Because we say it very regularly. So what is this, this freedom that we talk about? This freedom that is so important that we say it almost every single week. Now, it is, in some parts, a freedom from. Freedom from sin. Freedom from our bad choices, from the mistakes that we have made. Now, not saying that our lives are ever going to be free of that, but in Christ, it's a freedom of knowing that our lives do not have to be ruled by those things. For our God is a God of love and a God of forgiveness. But in another sense, it is also a freedom to. In Christ, we are offered a freedom to love. Paul reminds us that the whole law can be summed up in just one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I can't help but wonder, what would freedom look like in our country? if everyone truly lived into that freedom to love. Now, Paul says very clearly, we do not have this freedom for self-indulgence. Makes me think of that line from America the Beautiful. Till selfish gain no longer stain the banner of the free. I wonder if the author was perhaps quoting Paul when they wrote that song. Our freedom is not a freedom for self-indulgence, but a freedom to love. And what would it look like if we loved as God loves, regardless of skin color, of income level, of education, of religious beliefs? Not ignoring those important differences, but recognizing that those differences are not barriers to love. You know, and then we also heard from the psalmist this morning. The psalmist, who it's not clear exactly what he's been going through, but he has some sort of illness or malady that has left him close to death. You know, he writes, The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. Sheol being that dark pit of death. This is not a man experiencing freedom. And I can't help but wonder how many of us have had that kind of experience, perhaps, perhaps not a near-death experience, but the experience of someone or something snaring us, encompassing us, holding us down, preventing us from experiencing that freedom of God. Now, what does the psalmist do with this? The psalmist says, I called on the name of the Lord. And when I was brought low, God saved me. The psalmist experiences a freedom. A freedom from death. A freedom to new life. And how does he respond? With love. 
I will love the Lord, he sings. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Now, have you ever experienced that kind of freedom? The knowing that God is with you even during those darkest times. Calling on the name of the Lord and realizing that not only is God with you now, but God has been with you always. Have you experienced that freedom, that freedom where you are so filled with God's love that you can't help like the psalmist, but to shout God's name aloud? Well, I hope, I hope that you experience just a little bit of that freedom and that love when you come here to the Lord's table. Every month, when we drink from this cup of salvation, when we lift high this cup, as the psalmist says, this cup of salvation, this cup of hope and blessing, this cup of freedom, for when we drink from this cup, we remember that for freedom Christ has set us free. We remember God's abundant and unconditional love. So today, when we drink from this cup, I hope that you will take this cup and what it represents and claim it for your own. Take this cup of freedom, take it out into the world and show what it means to love as God loves. For in Christ, each one of us has been set free to love. I learned a chant recently that I want to share with you. I'm going to sing it through once, but then my hope is that you'll join me. It's like this. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. Try. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. Good. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the more I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. I will take the cup of freedom and love in the name of God. Amen.
You may be seated. As always, we encourage you to check out the bulletin for announcements about what's going on in the life of this beloved community. A couple of things I'd like to point out. You may have noticed in this recent issue of Zephyrs, in the corner on the back page, a little but very important note, and that was from our editor, Mari Robinson, who's been editing um, the Zephyr is really putting it together for decades now. She was the founding editor of that, as I understand it. And this was her last issue. And so she bid farewell there and offered thanks, but it's really we who need to return thanks to her. So we will do that in due time in the fall when everyone's back. Uh, but that points to a transition with a new website, with up-to-date material and more accessible information. We're hoping to transition our newsletter Rather than a monthly periodical, more of uh, probably a quarterly uh, publication that rather than focusing on timely things that are often out of date by the time you get them, more in-depth articles and um, uh, interviews and, and the like. So we are in the midst of assembling an editorial board for that. We've had some interest, but we still have some room. So if you or someone you know has an interest in that or you would just have a a uh, passion for it, even if you don't have experience, by all means, let one of us know so that we could um, bring a group together to launch the next chapter of Zephyrs. Two items from the bulletin just to point you to. Note the um, announcement about the gratitude pilgrimage, the one-day pilgrimage that will be happening in August. Just note there is an RSVP email so we have a sense of how many people might like to come. It will be a rigorous walk. We try not to just do rigorous things, but this one will be hard. So just take that into account. And finally, this isn't in your bulletin, but it will be soon. A number of people um, for quite some time have been asking for access to email addresses in the directory. And rather than publishing all of your email addresses without asking, um, we decided that it would be an opt-in type thing. So in a password-protected place on the website or in the paper directory that you get when you join, um, there will be email addresses, but you have to opt in and tell us that you want your email address listed. And you do that just by um, emailing the office. Those announcements will come frequently, I believe, starting even next week in the bulletin, but I wanted to bring it to your attention. Now it's time to move to the table. It's the Lord's table. It doesn't belong to any one person or one congregation or one people. It belongs to God, and at it all are welcome. Anyone who would seek it out has a place at this table. As you know, you'll be invited to come forward to receive the elements by coming down the center aisle and to take them as you receive them and then return to your seat by the side aisles. Bethany and I will both be up front should you like some prayer time with one of us. If you'd like to or need to be served in your seat at the time, just hold up your hand and an usher will come to you. We are called to come to this table in peace, not only to be reconciled with God, to be re but to be reconciled with one another. So before we come to share this bread and this cup, let us remind each other of the peace of Christ. The peace be with you. Please turn to your neighbor and share the peace.
Friends, you are invited to this table. Come. Come not because you must, but because you may. Come because you are called to take the cup of freedom and call on the name of God. We will take the cup of freedom and call on the name of God. So friends, God be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to God. Let us give thanks to God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, O God. You who created all that is in overflowing love, countless expressions of the divine you have made, of the divine presence different in shape, size, color, movement, and form. We treasure the image of you that appears in each of us and in us as a body. It's a reminder, O God, of how close you are at the heart of every moment. You have given us a great gift in this life and a great charge to serve in joy, to live in peace with your whole creation and all its members. You've granted us freedom in this world, not just freedom from, but freedom for. When we have chosen freedom for things that have ultimately harmed us or others, you've graciously called us back and set us on the path of freedom for love, of freedom for blessing, for expressions of gratitude-soaked care, for the prophets, for the teachers, for those who've offered us wisdom, the ones who have taught us goodness, either in word or in deed, we give you thanks. We thank you especially for Jesus the Christ, the word and the way made flesh, who instituted this meal to sustain us in this life with our spiritual family. We give thanks for the forgiveness we received around this table and the hope it promises for this life and the life to come. It's in Christ's name now that we join our voices with choirs of angels and with those of all times and all places in singing praise. last meal that he shared with his disciples, Jesus took the bread, and after giving thanks, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this, remembering me. In the same manner, after they had supped, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink of it, remember me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's saving life, death, and resurrection until he comes. Come for all things are ready. Join me in hymn 498.
Hymn 503. Let us pray. God of love, as you have blessed this meal, bless now each one of us. For now we take the cup of freedom and love in your holy name. We will take the cup of freedom and love in your holy name. Amen. 
I invite you now to stand as you are comfortable for our closing hymn, which is 340. Jesse and their family have provided a wonderful reception in our Finley Hall in honor of their children's baptism. So they invite you to join them in Finley Hall. And as you go from this place, know that the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now and always. Amen. <laughs>